I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My name's Curtis Lang. I have hot bones and this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another delightfully delectable episode of Unfeatured Articles. My name is Curtis Lang and I'm one of your hosts today. With me, as ever, is the impeccable James Kehoe. Hello! And my dear friend, Lachlan Timothy Hoy. Hello, that is my middle name. <laughs> yeah. Is and it we a are... real middle name? Oh. Yes. Ooh. What is your middle name? You know. Timothy. Yeah, Timothy. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. we didn't make any jokes. Yeah, it's just, I've never made a joke in no, my I life. I don't know what a joke is. We got someone else though. Oh, who have we got? <laughs> we lost Drew Buchanan this week. We don't we know did. where he is. We lost him. Uh, I do, but I won't out. tell you. Fair enough. It's I a. Took him <laughs> out. It's fair. I've been following the clues. If you go to my wall, it's like <laughs> Pepe Sylvia style. Just like I know where he is. I know where he is. It's just a bunch of, it's a picture of Drew, a bunch of red, like, string yeah. lines, and they all just, like, lead, like, they're so intricate, but they all just lead to a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have no idea. I've got no clue. No idea where yeah. it is. Yeah. But we've got Grace Shadell back, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, it's me. To fill in for Drew Buchanan. I'm a temp. <laughs> but you're not paid. Because nobody is. Nobody's paid. Um, paid in love. Thank you so much for being here, Grace. Uh, it's delightful to see you. Um, you've got so much work to do, and yet you're here. Yeah, um, <laughs> I admire Look, that. This is this is more experience. important. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Cut this on your things. CV. I'm yeah, yeah, um, good. I want you to know, I did put this on my CV. I had to hand a resume in on Friday, and I put this podcast on my resume. Nice. Hell, yeah. You're not getting that job. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm applying for jobs in the creative industry. Yeah, it works. Like, hey, this I podcast on my resume. If I, look, this podcast is a not on my. Yeah, I've enough. just realised. Look, well, if yeah. I put, if I put any effort into any project, I'm already doing better than some of the kids in my class. Who yeah, fair. That's very fair. Haven't yeah. done that. This is a real life experience. This is happening in real life. Yeah, it is. Is it? Well, it's the virtual one. Or is this just fantasy? We're queen. We're on this journey together. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that we're queen? Um, I didn't. Uh, I was suspicious. Yeah, I was I know, definitely right? suspicious. That's the we were the twist. we were the alternate <laughs> car, we were the alternate cast for Bohemian Rhapsody. For Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> they brought us in one day for shoots, but they're just like, wow, this is not working. Why did we do this? Um, they were in there if you watch the director's cut. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were worried that people would be confused <laughs> as to how they actually got Queen to That's star in right. the movie. That's right, yeah, the real Queen. Like, well, yeah, these these guys just won't work. It's, it's just too not going to fly. It's, it's too convincing. It's too yeah. convincing. It's too good. Well, I, I worry that we'd scare people. This yeah, thing. exactly. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> some of them are dead. That yeah. was an accident. Sorry. <laughs> 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 but I'm going to do it again. Yeah, we're queen, baby. Yeah, it's uh, true. Luckily, DJ. Yes, some of them are dead. Some of them died in the film. I didn't watch the film. Oh, you didn't see I the didn't film. Watch okay. The film. Don't know who queen are? <laughs> Sorry, who? Freddie Mercury? That doesn't ring a bell. No, okay. Uh, fair enough. Let's go to the orphanage. Let's go to the orphanage. <laughs> 
Do we have the uh, theme for the orbit? Oh yeah, yeah. shit. Um, we don't have. We do no, 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 no. Yeah, we do. do. Okay. We do. Um, okay, James, say it again. Uh, oh, you don't know who Freddie Mercury is? No. Let's take a trip to the orphanage. Finage. <laughs> Good. Good. This, is, <laughs> this Any- is way better than the music we had last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime we go to the orphanage now, I have to preface it with you don't know who Freddie Mercury is yeah. well it's <laughs> no it's, it's been part of the podcast for a few weeks exactly. so I think it would be weird if we got rid of it that, exactly, uh, that yeah. sound effect is actually an unreleased uh, track of Freddie Mercury's uh, EP yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's him from the other side yeah. Freddie Mercury runs the orphanage so. he does that's right it's Freddie Mercury's orphanage yep. um, this is the page where all the pages in here it's a big list none of them are referenced by any other site on the site uh, any other page on the site rather on Wikipedia um, on Wikipedia um, so we're going to adopt one for Let's our do own. It. And we're going to do that uh, by picking some numbers. Grace? Uh, 365. 365. I believe that's in the bad zone. I it's believe that's in the zone, zone that's all chemicals. You're going to joke yourself, jump into okay. a vat of chemicals. How about 102? Dalmatians, that- the sequel to 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> um, it's a better film. Although, as we recently learnt, because the episode just came out today, not as good as the Goofy movie. Oh, it's true. It's true. Go listen to uh, other podcasts on the network. Disney vs. Disney Debates, 101 Dalmatians, was beaten by a Goofy movie. That Rightfully is... So. Rightful. Yeah, well yeah. deserved. Best film ever made. That Alex Smith. fun one. I love Goofy movie. I love Alex Smith. I really um, thought that I was. I really thought you guys were going to like complain about that just now, and I was no, like, no, I, would, I would have to leave. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. Uh, this is a comfort. Brand new, the Modest Mouse Tour. Oh, yeah. oh wow! It's a oh, nice. modest. It's a tour of Modest Mouse, uh, the United States. A new one, and everything. Yeah, it's like no, never is like it? before reference. This is why it's not been referenced by any other site. It's because it's a new 2020 tour just announced. We've got the scoop. I'm so excited. No, it's it's from 2016 to 2017. Oh, why would you lie like this? Um, I so. Can't. They have the full set list. They've got, like, the tour dates. This is a very comprehensive article that is not referenced by any other article on Wikipedia. (laughs) It's weird that that's never come up. Yeah, it's weird. It's not even on the Modest Mouse page. You'd think it would be there at the very (laughs) least. At the very least. Um, Or, like, a page for the places they went. A page for the dates that they did it on. Literally anything. The fact that they had a tour. They had a big United States tour called Brand New. They're not even, like, a small band. No, it's Modest Mouse. Who is this? Uh, float on. It will all float on, all right. Okay. I got nothing for um, It's because nobody cares what happens in the US. That's true. So I don't think it even it. exists. Lachlan? Um, add the day, the month, and the year of your birth together. Uh-huh. And it's uh-huh. that number. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Yep. Quick math. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Two plus two is four. <sighs> Minus one, that's three. Then divide that by no! the address of your childhood home. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've and that's got your this. stripper name. Yeah. Uh, your, your pin card number, please. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Come on, dude. Come on, James. Okay. You can handle this. I okay, believe honestly, it shouldn't be taking this long. I believe that it is 2018. Because my... The 17th is the second, plus 1997. 1997... Plus two was nineteen ninety nine. Plus nineteen is eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So Fantastic. Okay. That was last year. That was last year. 
Um, hey guys, everyone at home, you just heard it here first. James did just learn how to add. Yeah, so I'm really, it, proud I'm really proud of him. Really proud of him. Everyone, congratulations, James. I'm the only one who can do it. Who would? <laughs> <laughs> Leave a review, five stars. Someone worked out how to add. New, <laughs> this, this new frontier of mathematics. Yeah. Um, reheapification is a term promoted by some C++ textbooks to describe the process of fixing a binary search tree heap data structure after a node is either removed or added. Other authors refer to this process of bubble up or bubble down. That's reheapification. Oh, see, I like the word. It sounded unfamiliar because the the C plus plus textbooks that I write do mm. refer to it as bubbling Bubble up, up and bubbling down. Yeah, no, um, fair enough. But okay, yeah, no, I'm very familiar with that concept, and I know all about it. It's funny because <laughs> I do, I know about this. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't, I, James Codes. I'm an IT guy. It's fun. I don't know. I don't buy it. Does no, yeah. <laughs> I've never I seen you anything. code. I could say I just said that I invented maths. Um, hey James. Yeah. Code now. Oh, damn it. <laughs> they got I, you. They got the you. The code is cursed. I knew. It. Okay, I believe you now. <laughs> uh, Curtis. Uh, my version of that mathematic equation no. is 2006. 2006. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm really glad you didn't give us another. Yeah, I thought you were going to make me do more math. Oh, I should have done that. Okay, James. <laughs> nah, you've Do 1954 divided by 12 plus uh, 19 times 5. You know what's funny? That equals 2006. Wow. So... <laughs> would you fucking believe it? <laughs> uh, Ravaglioli SPA was founded in 1958 as a manufacturer of automotive repair workshop equipment for both passenger and commercial vehicle lifting. It sounds like ravioli, but it's not. Oh, I wish it was. I Very different I, to I, I think it might just be ravioli. It probably might be ravioli. It's ravioli for cars. Okay, well, my vote's obviously ravioli, guys. <laughs> ravioli, everyone ravioli? It's not ravioli. What is it again? Ravaglioli. It still sounds like a pasta. It's still <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like a you're variation right, of right. ravioli. It does just sound like a pasta. So, brand new, the Modest Mouse Tour, reheapification, or not ravioli. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go for not ravioli. Okay. See, the last one loses for me because it is not, not ravioli. ravioli. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm just going if it was happy. ravioli, that's what you forget. Mm. Is Maybe I'd be things, there for it. A lot of things aren't ravioli. Mm. I am excited for this new Modest Mouse tour. The brand so new Modest Mouse tour. I think I'm going to go with Modest Mouse. Okay. I, think, I think just because I'm a bit hungry, I am have to go with whatever is closest to ravioli. Okay. I just like I just like the way that the word sounds yeah. in my mouth. You know? To be fair, I think the Modest Mouse store would pr- probably be a closer experience to that of Ravioli than the car manufacturing <laughs> that's one true. would. That's, that's true. So you're like less degrees of separation away from Ravioli. <laughs> At least you can eat some food there. Yeah. I, I actually have synesthesia, and when I listen to Modest Mouse, Modest Mouse, I taste Ravioli. Oh that's well, that's fair. fair. That's yeah. Do we go with Modest Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> do I, I sway public opinion? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll be going with Modest Mouse. All right, good, good, yes. good. I like that. Um, ravioli is nigh on probably my favorite food. Yeah, that's wow. what, that's fair. It literally, I would any day of the year I would eat ravioli. My my favorite food's a bit out there. It's a bit wacky. Not a lot of people like it. Mm. It's uh, pizza. I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you're so quirky. I am so quirky. Wow. I don't like that pizza has become this like basic food. Yeah. I love pizza. It's so good. It is very good. That's the thing, is like I pizza's mean, very good. It's like it's classism, right? Like yeah. we can all just acknowledge it's just classism. It's we a food all, for poor people. We can have a New York slice. It's hey. a food bloody, bloody if you were going to bloody um pizza joints that I'm going to, you wouldn't think so. 
Yeah? Yeah, yeah like the... $24 for a salami pizza. I want oh you to know, Locke and I literally had a $24 pizza today, and it was really good. It was really like, good. Really I mean, expensive. There's half of it still in the fridge, I do f- intend to eat it at some point. A wood-fired pizza is <laughs> one of the greatest things on this earth. <laughs> I just... Now, I've never done it. You've never wood, wood fired a pizza? pizza? I w- I've never done it, but I would recommend, mm. just from hearsay, uh, getting high uh-huh. and eating a wood fired pizza. I've never done it. No, no. Is, is there a way but, to wood fired pizza at home? Can we have a wood fired pizza party? Yeah. Wait, is there a DIY version of this? Absolutely, there is. You got to get a wood fire at your home. Oh, I have wood. I don't have fire though. Don't and fire. I don't know how to start one. Nah, no one I, does. I have. This is this is. I as, think this I, is the Stone Age, and we're not quite sure how to. Yeah, we have to do fire. It out. Yeah. yeah. I think I have a chemical fire somewhere. Will that help? Will that work? That yes, but we are going to get radioactive. Yeah, we're going to die. Pizza. It makes the pizza spicy. Yeah, I don't think it's radioactive anymore, mm. so we should be okay. Yeah, it's worth a try. Okay, you we'll know. give that a shot. Depends yeah. what chemicals. Fun well, that was fun. All right, and that was. Let's go to the orphanage. Orphanage. <laughs> Good. Um, who, well, you're judging Lachlan. Yes, I am. Please so who's, me. Who's going first? Is it me? Yes. All right. Please me, James. <laughs> okay. I have a really good one. No, no, get under the it table. better be good. Oh. Oh, that <laughs> please. Yeah, it's Curtis's article. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, okay. My article is called Moe Anthropomorphism. Uh-huh. Wait, let me try that one again so that I don't stuff it up. Mm-hmm. Moe, anthropomorphism. Like furries? No, not like furries. It sounds like furries. Let me explain. So you're gonna dedu- I'm gonna deduct points at the end if it's not about furries. So you better <laughs> tie it back. We all we all know. Okay, let me start with a, a point where we all know. We all know. Let me start. Let's start familiar. Hatsune Miku. Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. all great friends with Hatsune Miku. Common Personally. ground between all of Common us. Common ground between all of us. I'm in love with Hatsune Miku. Um, Hatsune Miku exhibits this Moe anthropomorphism Moe anthropomorphism is a form of Anthropomorphism, so uh-huh. humanising something In anime and manga Where moe qualities, that is to say um, Qualities that are You know, cute, kawaii uh, A cute little anime girl uh-huh. Kawaii desu Moe qualities are given to non-human beings Objects, concepts or phenomena in addition to moe features moe anthropomorphisms are also characterized by their accessories which serve to emphasize their original forms before anthropomorphism so there are many different types of moe anthropomorphism and it applies to many different things one of the ones that that it applies to is computers um the anthropomorphizer okay where to start okay so what's going on here James there is a phenomenon where People anthropomorphize different operating systems. So, uh, it's like how like Windows 10's error message now, instead of just being a blue screen of text, it has like a little smiley face. Yeah. Oh, okay. The OS Tarn is an internet meme that originates with the Japanese Futaba channel. The OS Tarn are the Moe anthropomorphisms of several operating systems. So, you know, you've got your Windows 10 uh, cute anime girl, your Windows 8, cute anime girl. Your XP, cute anime girl. 95, Mac OS X. Linux has their own little cute anime girl. Um, Wait, sorry. Why don't we have Hold on. Here? Yeah. Are these official anime girls? Some of them are. Yes, why mostly don't we have fan made. Here? So, mostly fan made. But 
this was a phenomenon that took on online, right? Hang so, on. so if I type in Windows Moe Anime Girl, yeah, you might you you'll find some some fun ones. The one I want to talk about specifically relating to this, Woof. Um, she's cute. Is yeah. Microsoft? Oh my god, I found it. Yep, go. So, to promote Internet Explorer, uh-huh. uh, they created Inori Aizawa. Yeah, that's the first one that came yep. up. Yeah, otherwise known as Internet Explorer Tan. Um, an officially licensed Internet Explorer Moe anthropomorphism. Uh, she's created by Microsoft Singapore, um, created in celebration of Anime Festival Asia 2013. She is, um, well, she's very cute. She has very the kawaii. Internet Explorer symbol on her hair tie. She does. If Now, we can all agree, Internet Explorer, in the West at least, mm. Not highly not, regarded. Not highly regarded. It's a bit of a nuisance. Because it's always like, please, use me. So I just want to be used. But if they use this, if they use Inori, maybe we'd all be using Internet exactly. Explorer. Well. According to Collateral Damage Studios, the artists who created the character, the concept that we wanted to go for with IE10 was redemption. Referencing the <laughs> earlier, poorer versions of Internet Explorer. They compared they compare the earlier versions of the browser to a clumsy girl who tries to do too much. She is klutzy, nerdy, someone that everyone would love to bully. And thus design elements were incorporated to reflect upon IE's transformation from an ugly duckling to a slick and confident browser. Um, so that's one example. Um Man, Here's where it gets fucking crazy. I just, uh, I really wish they invested those resources into, I don't know, improving the, the browser. Yeah, nah. <laughs> fuck I also it. wish they brought it over here. Like, yeah. I want to be able to use Internet Explorer and have like, <laughs> this anime girl be like, sup? <laughs> so, my favorite <laughs> section of this article is. Is it the review? Oh, no, I've, I've moved on. But you can, can you I can, just, can I no, just, please, yeah, absolutely. CNN's Bonnie Burton reviewed Inori positively, saying she's a sassy girl who oh, yeah. fights robots, dresses like a sexy otaku girl, and pets her cat while surfing the net. She's the kind of girl you want hanging around with your computer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they've got my money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on, I'm invested. So, uh, back on the the general page for these moe anthropomorphisms, we get to the law and politics, and. <laughs> Yes. She's a criminal. <laughs> it's right up your alley. They, you, sorry, you get into fucking hoops? Law hoops? and politics. This is, okay, this is the best. This is what I want to talk about. So, it starts off, it says, yeah, <laughs> the laptop is down. Yeah, I'm I listening. I have Lachlan's full attention. So there are many examples. Elements of the Japanese constitution have been anthropomorphized <laughs> into Moe girls, such as... Article 9, which prevents Japan from waging war, is portrayed as a peace-loving girl. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I've just noticed the one to the right, the picture. What? What am I Yes. Talking? Okay, okay. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> okay, please, please, you take there. it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so there's this, like, <laughs> He's bring it up. He's fan comic, um, basically, you know, of all these, like, different things of the Japanese constitution. Moving on. Uh, in 2010... On the breaking news board of Two Channel, kind of like a four chan sort of thing, but like less bad. Uh, there was an anthropomorphism. Okay, so here's what happened, right? On this board, on this forum, um, it was widely, you know, known because it's a Japanese board, right? Chinese have this slur against the Japanese uh, called, which literally means Japanese devils, right? The uh-huh. Japanese people Fun. on this board 
took that and were like, you know what? Fuck yeah, that rules. They created this anime girl who's this Japanese devil who fucking is awesome. Uh, it's called Riben Guizi. Um, and it is just like this statement of like, oh, yeah, we're fucking cool devils who wear kimonos and have devil horns and katanas. Um, and, you know, the fuck are you going to do about it? Like, they turned this like slur against them into something that like was super cool and that they own. A That's similar cool thing, as hell. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, do, 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 Hinomoto Oniko is the girl and then Riben Guizi is the uh, the term that was used that means Japanese devil. Ah. Um, so they gave her like her own name. Her own name that yeah. is removed from the, the term. Um, yeah, and she's fucking sick. Um, sh- the Another example of this, right, of like people taking concepts that are kind of inherently negative uh, and turning them into something they own. Yes, yes, yes. Is Isis-chan. Yes! <laughs> A Moe anthropomorphized character of the jihadist group, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Um, Isis-chan uh, wears, you know, is 19 years old, has green eyes, green hair, clad in black jihadi outfit, playful, funny, creative, fond of musk melons, in some cases armed with a melon, sometimes carries a knife used to cut the melons. The knife could be a combat knife, but she only uses it to cut melons. Okay, so it is like, you know how like, so the, it, the, it came up as a thing, it was like um, after Japanese nationals were kidnapped and beheaded by ISIL, uh, what happened was it was uh, made on like 2chan mm. and um, like by Japanese people and like so they used it as like a um, meme across social uh, Japanese social media yeah. uh, to flood uh, ISIS um, like they wanted search to flood results. the web with ISIS Chan's images to make the character rank highly in Google search meme results if things go well they hoped that the and then an internet search for ISIS will come up with their MOA character instead of the militant propaganda website <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this at the Google results yeah. for this and yeah. they have released guidelines for using her there's yeah. like a list of do's and don'ts to using her as a meme because they're talking about like don't don't insult Islam. Don't do this. Like the target right. is ISIS. Like they like they had rules Hell to yeah. using this. Hell she, yeah. Uh, ISIS Chan has a mission to stop ISIS and to gather as many melons as she can. So it's just like <laughs> taking this fucking you know all the you know this tragic stuff and just like being like you know what fuck you. We're making a cute girl out of it. Um, uh, wow. She's 19. Oh she's 19. She's got green eyes. I went through it all. I went through it all. Uh, yeah. One so of, good. One of these guidelines, and I doubt it's been adhered to, but I was very thankful that it was put in there. One of the guidelines is uh, no gore, no violence, no porn. Hell yeah. 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 She's uh, too cool for that shit. She's too cool. Uh, so... Other things have been used to given, be given Moe characteristics. Uh, they are, they're all referenced briefly. One of them is charcoal. Uh, as in just the... Charcoal, yeah. As in charcoal. burned wood. Because, uh, so, Binkotan is the name of a white charcoal in Japan, and it ends in the term tan. Which, which could is, be a name. Which could yeah. be a name. So, the anime and manga Binkotan uh, uses it as a pun, basically, nice. to create this anime about uh, a charcoal... Girl, I guess. Huh. Um, countries. Uh, so there are national personifications and international personifications. You know, uh, Japan is Nihon-chan. Um, that kind of stuff used in, in different various... We've all heard of Hitalia. What's that? We've all heard of Hitalia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've all heard yeah. of it. Yeah, we'll see. The greatest show ever written. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that exact thing was like my biggest fear when 
it was like Isis Chan. Right. I was like, oh, is no. this just like, is this, this is just <laughs> modern Hertalia. <laughs> sure, yeah. Se- did they release a new season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just wow. Isis instead of Nazis. Um, <laughs> but no, they're cool guys. Yeah, it's fine. And we're Hertalia. <laughs> Home appliances. Uh, for use in erotic computer games. Oh my God, James. Yes. I is, know that one. Yeah. Is Uncle Sam just an American version of this? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Like, right? Like, it's it's a personification. It's like a personification, but like, and I think the only difference is that it complies more with like American values of right. like wealth and like power and stuff rather than being like cutesy, which is just like less culturally significant. He's still super kawaii. And he's like hot as hell. Yeah. Those cheekbones. Ooh. Oh. I want him. What cheek? <laughs> Who are you referring to? Uncle Sam, have you seen Uncle like the paintings Sam's of Uncle Sam? Uncle Sam's refined cheekbones. Where well, he's got like the he's got like the. I'm thinking of that one post where he's like pointing at you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair but enough. The trick is, I want him. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot that there was like that that concept came from something. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. are you? What <laughs> is it? This just an idea? But yeah. What you don't know is I've met him. Oh. You know Uncle Sam. Is he yes. a sexy in person? He's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shorter yeah. than you think. Um, <laughs> well, he wears boots with big, big heels. That's true. So you true. don't notice it until you look at his feet and then you're like, oh. He's making up for something. So I'd have noticed pretty quickly. Sorry. So <laughs> I'll just quick up. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll close up. Oh, there's also Habanero Tan, which is the unofficial mascot of Bokun Habanero. As um, in the chili? The chili. Um, and then the erotic computer games uh, Like Life and Monogokori, Monomusume uh, both feature home appliances as girls. These appliances include washing machines, alarm clocks, blackboard erasers, pillows, first aid boxes, cell phones, and even post boxes, among others. The very nature of such games, however, puts the main characters in unusual situations where the sex scene happens, usually as essentially having sex with the washing machine. Um... Fun. That's fun. Yeah. I'd play that. That's I'd move. play the hell out of that. Let's play? Let's, let's play? Let's play a black <laughs> light. God, can you guys start a Twitch channel where you just fucking stream these? Yes. Honestly, I reckon next next step, let's just do that as the podcast. Yeah. Let's just we play just it. Play no great fucking Grace, that might have been the best fucking idea anyone's ever had. <laughs> look, look. I just... I've played enough. OC, ladies. please don't steal. Yeah. If, if we get <laughs> TM. Yeah. TM, TM. 65 star iTunes reviews oh, this week. If we get two. If we get 60. If we get there none. are 2,000 of you listening. Well, 60 look. of you can do it. You, yeah, then we'll start a Twitch Go channel, I guess. One of those will be me. Nice. I want to see this. It's not just, <laughs> just 2,000, Lachlan. There's so many more. Also. Oh, yeah. How many? I don't How, know. Oh. You're a lot. There's a lot of you. We love we you. We like to thank everyone listening. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so and there's two thousand of you. <laughs> two thousand six. Two thousand. Two thousand and and five, I think. Well, to be fair, that's was the latest. Was the latest? Yeah, I was the only iTunes. We have a, we, not to brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. There's a lot of you. There's, there's, there's a bit of you. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I've and never thank heard you, a pod- every single one. I just oh, realised no. I've never heard a podcast say how many people listen to it I before. I don't think it's taboo. Is it though? I. F- Feel like it hey, look, must be. Should I beat out this it. entire two-minute segment? Just I like, don't know. Maybe just the number. Just when we say the number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just do no, this over fine. the top. Please. <laughs> <laughs> every time, just <laughs> just know that we love all of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. Um, so 
Why do we do this? Why do we make Moe anthropomorphizations? I'll tell you why. Because so- it's sexy. Yeah. I was going to say fun. Well, maybe. The media studies scholar Yuji Stone has argued that since Moe anthropomorphization is usually personified by beautiful young girls, it is an example of the outgrowth of otaku subculture habitus into sexual fantasies. The psychologist Tamaki Saito regards Moe anthropomorphism as an example of uh, mitate, which is an art form that simultaneously uses both high and low art to provide additional, sometimes humorous, meanings. Which I think means just like, why do all these people go through all the effort to draw these very like yeah. highly designed, so it's, very like high art in the sense of like high effort? I just realized I don't know what otaku means. Otaku is like people who are obsessive about uh, Japanese culture. Oh, weebs. In Japan, weebs. a young person. No, weeb is different, I think. I think a weeb is, think weeb weeb is a Western person. Yes. Well, yeah, weeb is identical. Uh, yeah. Otaku is like anime. A young person who is obsessed with computers or particular aspects of popular culture to the detriment of their social skills. Yeah. Yeah, so but obviously me. being otaku, it's in a Japanese context. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And um, then, yeah, I think I think the difference is that, like, weeb is... Weeb is typically a foreigner, but I think it's also just, like, someone who takes that, like, way, way, way too far. Yeah, because, I mean, the full term it. is weeaboo. Yeah. Mm. Which has, a, like, an actual meaning. I heard I someone know. the other day refer to, like... Uh, it's a Western over- person obsessed with Japanese culture. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. okay. Because cool. then, then there's the inverse, which is like it's come about from that. Uh, it's a Westerboo. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My God. <laughs> it's like um, Kojima. Yeah, uh, Hideo Kojima <laughs> is a Westerboo. Literally. Like, I was gonna say, like, I heard it referred to in other ways. Like, I heard someone refer to um, over-the-top Disney fans as Disney boos. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's a versatile term. It is. Um, I just you've just reminded me. There's the best. You know, copy pasta, where it's just like a big paragraph of text mm-hmm. on the internet that, like, yeah. you know. Um, what did you just fucking say to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. There's this one I love. I'm a Navy it's sort SEAL. of like, you know how you see like guys on the internet just be like, um, actually, you know, I've got to, I'm actually going to go to Japan and learn like Japanese and I've got a like big samurai sword collection and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And they do this. That. It's uh-huh. that, but it's for, um, this is Rawhide. <laughs> Rawhide Kobayashi, the Asian cowboy. Howdy, my name is Rawhide Kobayashi. I'm a 27-year-old Japanese Jap-American Western culture fan for you foreigners. I brand and wrangle cattle on my ranch and spend my days perfecting the craft and enjoying superior American pastimes. Barbecue, rodeo, fireworks. I train with my I train with my branding iron every day. This superior weapon can permanently leave my ranch embedded on a cattle's hide because it is white hot and is vastly superior to any other method of livestock marking. I earned my branding license two years ago and I have been getting better every day. I speak English fluently, both Texas and Oklahoma dialect. (laughs) (laughs) And I write fluently as well. I know Mm. everything about American history and their cowboy code, which I follow 100%. When I get my American visa, I am moving to Dallas to work in an oil field to learn more about their magnificent culture. I hope I can become a cattle wrangler for the Double Cross Ranch or an oil rig operator for Exxon Mobil. I own several... <laughs> and I... Exxon planted... Th- they planted this. Did Exxon they? Exxon planted this. Is this real? No. I don't know. Probably. Oh, okay, probably. It sounds like something they do. Honestly, I... obsessing over fossil fuels is kind of just American culture, right. to be fair. So I own several cowboy tracks. I own several cowboy hats which I wear around town. I want to get used to wearing them before I move to America so I can fit in easier. I rebel against my elders and seniors and speak English as often as I can. But rarely does anyone manage to respond. Wish me luck in America. 
It's very. Good. I will. That's fantastic. It's, so it's like very, very good. Famously, fireworks aren't a Western thing. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More of like, a Chinese thing, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we and like there's Fourth of July and that sort of thing, but like definitely right. not not an American thing. No, solely hold, American. Hold on. Yes. Uh, I've just been thinking about it. Uh, and you were saying before, James, about that, like, social psychologist. Oh, yes. Did his theory essentially break down to people do it because it's sexy and funny? Uh, it is an example of the outgrowth of otaku subcultural habitus into sexual fantasies. Uh-huh. So our broader societal sexual fantasies um, are being overtaken, or at least, um, you know, the otaku kind influence. of influence is seeping into us as a wider culture. Mm. So it's... Because people think it's sexy, mm. and because of the emerging culture in the West, yeah, a little bit funny, yeah. Um, I just want to so let guys, you know we're right on the money. That's I, some that's some really thorough analysis. I, I want to let you know, as an artist, it's a hundred percent because it's fun and sexy. Yeah, I know. That's I'm just only, that's the only reason anyone makes art. Do we need social scientists to tell us that? Right. That's, that's the what, funny, sexy anime that's girls why I started, because they're funny and sexy. That's why I started the Good Time Boys. I wanted it to be funny and <laughs> funny sexy. Funny and sexy. Um, we should uh, probably move, move on, on from now. Then uh, who's James? Loved that. Though. Thank you. <laughs> really Big good. Big fan of that. Really Grace, good. Um, you got some. You got some fun stuff for us. What Me? you got? Me. Um, Baby, I got it. Okay, I'm what like, you I, need? That was so loud in yeah. the um, Oh, little respect, motherfucker. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you the choice because i got two topics. And okay. I don't know which uh, one to pick. Right. Do you want historically accurate and kind of gross? Yeah. Or would you like historically accurate and kind of sexy? Uh, let's keep it. Like, mine, mine is um, uplifting. But Ooh. starts with Nazis. Oh, so let's, let's keep it sexy. Let's keep it sexy keep it for as long train. as possible. I'll keep it sexy. <clears throat> okay. Well, my topic is corsets. Ah, it will. Hell yeah. Um. Okay. So basically, the like earliest corset they have uh. found evidence was is from uh, 1600 BCE. Whoa. So oh. yeah, they go way back. Um, there's like statues and stuff. Oh, man, goddesses. don't just type corsets in. Yeah, no. You uh-huh. don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Type in like history of corsets, yeah. or you just yeah, you run into a lot. Um, basically, they'd kind of been worn just as like a any sort of clothing right up until like um, the 1500s, mm. um, where apparently they just really popped off in the French courts. Um, yeah, yeah, they were all that was what the cool kids were wearing now. Kira mm. um, Knightley. When most people think of corsets, they think of like the super tight, like bone deforming sort of tight oh. lacing. Yeah. Like if yeah. you look at if you look at X rays and stuff. There's a picture here that is like comparisons of what mm. a corset does to the body. Yeah. And it's it's messed up. It's it's buck wild. Yeah. Um. But what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, before the Victorian era, it was impossible to get your horse at that time. Because yeah. they didn't have machines, they didn't have like all oh, that sort of stuff. Right. So all of these for like a really long time before the Victorian era, everyone mm. just wore corsets because it was like yield equivalent of a bra. Yeah, and it was oh. all hand sewn. Like the like eyelets that you'd thread the lacing through were yeah. hand sewn, yeah. so you coun't pull it tight, or otherwise it just start to like tear and rip. So you could only oh. tie it as tight as was comfortable for you to move in, because if you bent over anything, it and would you just, just you just rip straight through. Sure. Yeah. Um. 
So they just wore them like they just wore them like as clothes. Yeah, they mm. were worn as like either um, the equivalent of a bra or like the equivalent of like a, a vest to keep you warm. Bustier. Yeah. Cool. It seems like that would be more practical than the modern day bra because it's like yeah. disperses Full. it around. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, apparently by the 16th century, these these like more modern the, what you would recognize as a corset today was worn by literally everyone, including the working class, um, because they. Sp- they just provided so much support for your back and sort of your boobs and stuff. Sure. Um, they laced in the front, so it wasn't even the issue of like, oh, only rich people wore them because you needed a maid to do it up because they laced in the front. So yeah. right. you didn't need help. Um, apparently, if you were really against the boning, they had like what they called jumps, which is essentially like a comfort corset. You oh. have like all the support of a corset, but instead of having um, like reeds or cording to give the structure it was just um like a quilted sort of stiffened fabric Mm. um so that meant you could bend move whatever um apparently these corsets were like super comfortable super supportive um they didn't restrict your breathing um and one of the benefits of it was a lot of these working women were like lifting heavy loads and bending over and doing laundry and stuff and because these corsets meant they couldn't bend at the waist they were forced to like lift things with their legs which actually ended up helping them in the long run with back issues yeah always lift with your legs never with your back yeah so like all these working women were just accidentally complying with workplace health and safety standards best way to do it yeah it was probably the only aspect of their job that was complying with True. any sort of <laughs> yeah. workplace health and safety. Well, workplace health and safety didn't exist then, so it was all legal. Yeah. Well, I feel like you could have still been he- healthy and safe on a workplace, though. Yeah, you could have put some stuff There were ways to do that. <laughs> yeah. That just wasn't really a concern. You're just losing money that way, yeah. <laughs> You're right, it doesn't make economic sense. Right. Are you fucking communist? Yeah. Flush money down. <laughs> Yeah, but um, these corsets, like, weren't even an issue of, like, having a tiny waist. Because if you, like, go back in history, all mm. of the, like, tiny waist stuff that they did was all from, like, frilly petticoats and big sleeves and stuff. So it just tricked you into thinking it was a small waist because mm. this dress was just so big. Yeah. Um, and it didn't actually get, like, damaging until the Victorian era where yeah. they had yep. metal, they had, um, like, machine-built corsets. Because yeah. originally everyone, like, made their own corset or you had someone make it for you. So it was made for your body, for your measurements. Mm. But because the Victorian era meant they could spit them out just constantly. Um, no point of automation if you can't standardise. Yeah, well, yeah. not only was it standardised, but there was no sort of, like, obviously no health consideration for it. So these, mm. these corsets were not only not properly fitted, but they also weren't made in a way that was good and supportive for your back. Um, so you often end up with, you know, crushed well, ribs. Guts, yeah. Yeah, crushed ribs. Um, like obviously pregnancy issues because they wore corsets when they were pregnant. Really? Yeah, you could get pregnancy corsets that had like lacing at the front that you could slowly release as your your like stomach mm. grew, but like you're still still, it's like still a lot of pressure squashing yeah. things together. And in I there. mean, the Victorian era is really well known for its like severe social expectations. Totally. So not only were you expected to wear something constantly that was too tight for you wrongly fitted mm. and like often like would like stab people right the metal yeah, would just you got... like come undone because exactly. you wore it every day yeah mm. um you'd end up with like huge deformities and issues and if you're wearing that from a young age if you're like a 13 year old girl who gets a corset then you're having that issues as you grow as you mm. so you grow life. into this corset so that's yeah. how you end up with like 20 year old women with tiny little waists mm. because they've just grown 
into the, the shape, shape of, of the corset, corset. essentially. Oh, God. Yeah, because, yeah. like, if you look at historical clothing, the waists aren't that small until you get to the Victorian era, in which case, like, you had no choice because your body couldn't grow that way. Yeah. Um, and then everyone got really mad at them because they were like, hey, um, this is fucked that we have to wear this and you guys all get to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, so there was this huge social movement towards the end of the Victorian era where they were like, um, we're not going to wear corsets. And actually, I think I'd like pants now. Ooh. Um, Hell yeah. Hell pants. It only kind of st- stuck. They moved on from like metal boned corsets because of technology to like, it's a dumb name and I hate saying it, but like girdles. Which is like, it's like a fabric equivalent of a corset. It's way comfier. It's like elasticized. It laces up. It's closer to what the old corsets used to be before they put metal in them. It's like the in between between like a corset, like a Victorian corset and like modern day shapewear. Yeah, it's essentially like ye olde spanks. Yeah. Um, hurdles. Yeah, and then, I mean, they kind of got rid of that, obviously, during like wartime where you had mm. to do a lot of manual work. <laughs> um and you right. couldn't, I, like, that just wasn't a concern. And, no. I mean, the corset attempted a comeback in the 50s. Oh, yeah? How'd um, that go? Not well. Oh. They were like, oh, you're rich and live in the suburbs now, and you can afford to look gorgeous. And everyone <laughs> was like, um, I have, like, stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, well, because it's, like, at that point, because the modernized corset, wasn't that just, like, replacing kind of the only option? But by the 50s, we've got, like... yeah actual shit that is yeah they had like researched at least to some extent and they had elastic and they had like technology to make stuff that was bendy and comfortable yeah still made you look all smooth and shiny and whatever why did big corset think that would work (laughs) big corset it was was, um it was apparently it was a lot of like big european designers after the war were like hey this went this went down really good before. Let's go for our old classics. Um, mm. Not quite reading the room, which was, um, no, thank you. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. The the thing that changed in the world between the beginning of the 21st century <laughs> and the end of World War Two was not just that the wars stopped happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really, corsets, cool. Not as bad as everyone thinks they are. Hmm. Victorian era, rough. Um, and these days, uh, people think corsets are just kind of hot. Yeah. And to be fair, they would be right. They're right. It's true. They are right. I mean, like, bring back the comfy ones that helped with your lifting, right? Like The thing is, though, the comfy ones, still kind of hot. That, exactly, right. So, like, it's a win-win. Oh, yeah, no. I right? mean, when I'm saying kind of hot, I don't mean the ones that are, like, deforming your bone structure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a little less than sexy in my book. No, but I mean, like, in the workplace, if, you, if you've if you A little a job... deformed bone structure's not too bad. You're no. right, James. <laughs> no, you're right. In the workplace, <laughs> hey, this thing helps straighten your back. Everyone should just wear corsets if you're on a construction site. Hey, um, oh. I've just found out something really upsetting. Oh, tell yeah. me. Uh, do you guys know what a hysterectomy is? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, do you know why it's called a hysterectomy? Yes. Because hysteria, correct? Yeah, female hysteria. Yeah. Oh, because to treat bad. female hysteria, they just go, well, we'll just get rid of the uterus. Well, anyway, I got to that from um, because uh, fainting rooms were a thing because of oh, corsets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, fainting rooms, they're like, oh, she's just hysterical. She keeps fainting. Let's get rid of the uterus. Maybe yeah. it's the thing that's contorting her bones. Um. Well, because you guys know what they used to think hysteria was, right? They thought that it was a problem caused by your uterus just kind of going all wacky about your body. It just yeah. wouldn't sit yeah. still. They so they were like, oh, we'll take around. it out. Yeah. Um, if you read a lot of, like, old historical romances and they talk Damn. about, like, 
a heaving chest yeah. it's supposed to be like a sign of intense emotion and they're yeah. like oh whatever uh that was just because like yeah in the victorian era they couldn't breathe yeah. so if they yeah. got like stressed and anxious or like which even a little bit like if their pulse quickened a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <at all>. <laughs> <laughs> take the uterus uh yeah uh they'd just like not be able to breathe yeah fuck. so yeah you got That's- the vapors the yeah. vape. Fuck, I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. I got oh, a case of the vapors. I must clutch my pearls. Oh. Fucking oh, hell, that's so upsetting. Yeah, so that's me. Yeah. Historically accurate, a little bit sexy. Little, mostly It was not, like though. sexy for yeah, two seconds the, and then it got You really upsetting. kind of brought the sexy in at the very end there. Well, look, yeah. I, like to, I like to leave on a high point. Yeah. True. Um, most of this was just me justifying to myself one day when I'm rich, shelling out for like historical recreation so I can just like fix my posture exactly. immediately. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Construction sites. Get all the people there to wear corsets. Yeah. I do. I do manual handling at work, and I'm yeah. like, I, I goof, but I could fucking use that. How good would it be? That'd be I'm really just good. Imagining if I like went past a, a construction site and I saw a bunch of tradies in like fluorescent corsets. Right. Oh God! They'd, just they'd lean into the aesthetic. They'd be oh. catcalling each other. <laughs> <laughs> Looking so hell. damn good. I can't believe it fixes everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we fixed feminism today. <laughs> we did it, guys. Uh, we solve sexism, misogyny. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Unfeatured articles. <laughs> Good. Allies. We All did right. it. Ah, uh, dear. Just Cuts. a couple of white guys. Having yeah. a laugh. What you got? Um, I've got... Um, so, it's going to be uplifting. We're going to get there in the end. But uh, it's going to be upsetting for a little So bit. we're going to start with the Nazis. Yeah, cool. we're starting with the Nazis. So, uh, well, Italian Nazis. Sure. Um, hey, well, like, that's better. Yeah. Still Nazis. Captain well, still America f- started with the Nazis. It's true. So, and that was a good movie. That was a good that movie. That was a good movie. Italians. Now, um, oh, yes. Let's, let's not forget they invented fascism. Um, they, yeah. Made uh, Frata Benelli Fratelli. For real? Say that. Frata Benelli Fratelli. Fata Benene Okay, one more time. Fata Benene Fratelli. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, hospital <laughs> is a hospital. Uh, I'm just going to call it the Fata Bene Hospital. Yep. Is a hospital located on the western side of the Tiber Island in Rome, which is the island like in the dead center of Rome, right? Okay. Uh, it was established in 1585 and is currently run by the Brothers Hospitallers of St. John of God. The hospital is known for having sheltered Jews during the Holocaust by diagnosing them with a fictitious disease called Syndrome K. Oh. oh this is good. I've heard of this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The origins of the hospital uh, date to around uh, 1000 CE with an ancient temple uh, dedicated to the Greek god of medicine, Asclepius. Uh, it was uh, That was replaced by a sanctuary dedicated to Bartholomew the Apostle, one of the 12 apostles of Christ. Mm. Um and yeah, it's kind of it's just been it's a very old hospital. It's been kicking around for years and years. Uh, the institute purchased uh, was purchased by the help of Pope Gregory the Thirteenth. It's just an old, very old hospital, like very well known hospital. Mm. Initially, the hospital was used as a hospice on the premises of San Giovanni uh, Cavatelli Church. Later, it was expanded into a modern hospital by Dr. Giovanni Borromeo, who joined in 1935 with the help of Father uh, Maurizio Bialek. In 1938, Italy introduced anti-Semitic laws because they were in the Axis powers with uh, Nazi Germany. The hospital had allowed the Jewish doctor Vittorio Emanuel uh, Sacerdoti. I am going to butcher a couple names here, I apologise, sure. to work under false papers. 
With the Nazi occupation of Italy in September 1943 and the imposition of anti-Semitic laws against the Roman Jews, Sarkadoti, with the approval of Borromeo and Bialek, brought patients f- from the Jewish hospital to be cared for at Fatabene. During the Nazi raid of the Jewish ghetto in Rome on October 16th, 1943, Jewish escapees sought refuge at the hospital. Borromeo accepted them and declared that these new patients had been diagnosed with a contagious, fatal disease called Il Morbo di K, the Syndrome K, hmm. which could be interpreted as standing for the Koch disease or Crepes disease. Uh, the name was suggested by the physician and anti-fascist activist Adriano Os- uh, Ossicini. The letter K was a designation for Jewish refugees to distinguish them from the real patients. K was derived from the German officer Albert uh, Kresselberg, who led the troops into Rome, and from the... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> some, ger- some, some sections of the German police. Right. The Sischerhitte Polizia mm-hmm. and the Sischerheitsendetz chief, Harbert Krappler, who was appointed as uh, city uh, police chief. Syndrome K was purported to be a neurological illness with symptoms in tu- including convulsions, dementia, paralysis and ultimately death from asphyxiation oh while the symptoms of the disease were deliberately kept ambiguous the nazis were noted to refrain from investigating the hospital or even to conduct searches of the jews on the premise out of fear of contracting the disease that's awesome the jewish patients were advised to appear ill and to cough loudly (laughs) (laughs) affecting symptoms uh, similar to tuberculosis Besides uh, the two owners, other doctors or staff assisted the Jewish patients and helped to move them to safer hideouts outside the hospital. In May 1944, the hospital was raided and five Jews from Poland were detained. However, the ruse saved approximately 100 refugees. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, the two owners are uh, also Hold install- on. Yeah. What the, what the fuck happened that tipped off five people that didn't tip off the other hundred? Well, I think I think it was at the point where it was like. I think the Nazis got to the point where they were like, okay, something's happening here, and they went and they, they managed to get, like, five people who were still being, um, like... Because they can only get so many people out mm. at a time, right? So oh, they okay. managed to capture five people who were still there. Five people oh, who okay. couldn't cough convincingly enough. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were really bad at they were it. Like, uh, it, does say, it, does, it does make a point of saying they were detained. It doesn't say that anything mm. bad happened to them. So it, And it was towards the end of the war. Mm. So... Um, so it must. It wasn't enjoyable, but they might have. They might have been lived. Okay. They might have been okay afterwards. Um, yeah. I'm, and this my head came and they were. Uh, yeah, Maurizio and Borromeo also installed an illegal. Oh, sorry, I'm having a bit of a problem speaking today. An illegal radio transmitter in the hospital basement and made contact with General Roberto Lordi of the Italian Royal Air Force, um, who was like I believe, was leading the Italian resistance at the time. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's probably someone you want to have on your side. Yeah. yeah. So After some wo- really cool doctors. Yeah. yeah. After World War II, Borromeo was lauded by the government of Italy for his work and was recognised as a righteous among the nations by Yad Vashem, which is um, like the... It's, it's one of the... Uh, Yad Vashem is Israel's official memorial, memorial to the victims of the Holocaust. And if you recognise as righteous among nations, it is someone who uh, put themselves in danger to help Jews escape the persecution of the Holocaust. Cool. Wow. So yeah. like... Um, a very apt title. Schindler, yeah. from as in Schindler's List. Sure. One of those guys. Was that a real person? Yeah. Yes. yeah it's basically oh, I didn't know that. Joseph yeah. Schindler, I believe. I haven't um, actually seen the film, so. Yeah. It's Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson yeah. is Righteous Among Nations. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he won that one too. Yeah. Yeah, he got <laughs> that and the Oscar. Um, he died in hospital on uh, August 24th, 1961, but just a rad dude. Yeah. Just a rad yeah. dude who saved a bunch of people. Um, by making up a, a silly disease, he was just like, just cough a bit. 
cough and, and look unwell. Yeah, walk around a bit like zombies maybe and we'll we'll try and get you out of here. Fuck, and saved so many people. Mm. Yeah. Does it say it's incredible. Like a like hundred sounds like a small number when you compare the millions of people who died in the Holocaust. But, but that's a hundred lives saved. Yeah, and then yeah. think of the impact of those lives and like mm-hmm. they went right. they would have gone on to have families and exactly. would have like it's it's amazing. It's, it's great. Cool. incredible. Yeah. That's that's um, truly So phenomenal. that's my article. It's a quick one. Very nice. Uh, but um James. Yes. Well, actually, Lachlan, you are our judge this episode, aren't you? I am, yes. All right, so James, I believe you have a new outro segment. Are we going to do do that that afterwards? Okay, cool. Well, Lachlan, how do you feel? Let's go through. Should we give a recap? James, what did you do? We all did. So I did uh, Moe anthropomorphizations of various things. Most notably, operating systems. Please. And ISIS. And ISIS and and all that kind of stuff. uh, Your time is over, Kehoe. Shadell, what did you bring me? Corsets. And the Langman. <laughs> the Langman. <laughs> it's like it's like Hangman, but um, you just spell my name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only word you can it's use. It's just L-A-I-N-G. I I meant it to sound like. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it did sound like less of a less of a cool nickname than it did. Yeah. The Langman. <laughs> the Langman. <laughs> I did uh, Syndrome K at the Fratimanelli Fratelli Hospital. Hmm. I mean, that one was the coolest. I'm going to have to go with Curtis. Nice. It's also impre- impressive that you managed to pronounce that mostly correctly most of the time. Yeah. Fat Abinelli Fratelli. Hey. Yay. Okay, yeah, you earned it. Thanks. There you That's go. it. Yeah, that, that gets it there. <laughs> Righteous Among Nations. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the new thing that we award on Unfrigid Articles. Oh, no. Every episode, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, okay, we joke, but we don't want to devalue the... Um... No, it's a good award. It's a good award. Liam Neeson deserved it. So, <laughs> how are we feeling, Locke? Good. I'm good, good about yeah, this. Good. So, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have been Unfeatured Articles. You can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us all there. Mm. Our theme song is Precatorian France. It is. But before we sign off, we got a new little game. We got a new little game. I got, I got some, I got some, I got a treat. A little treat for you guys. Bring it home, baby. It's time for today's day of the day. Day of the day. This music makes sense because the days have to fight. They do. <laughs> Um, day of the day. Okay, so every day <laughs> there are... Oh, shit, I don't know. We're going to have to play the outro song and I don't know how long that sound effect goes for. Yeah. James, take it as long as you need. I don't think this one... In future, I don't think this one needs a, a it's, its own ditty. <laughs> oh, it does, but uh, I... Think, we'll, we'll find it. I think James should sing his own ditty. It's still going, huh? It's still going. Yeah, I'll sing my own ditty. It's fine. So every day, today's September 3rd. If you're listening, it's September 3rd. Uh-huh. Well, if you're listening and it is September 3rd, it's September 3rd. If it's you're listening, my birthday yesterday. If you're listening and it's not Happy September 3rd. The day this episode came out was September 3rd is another way we could have said that, James. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Wait, but James. Yes. So I'm listening right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So is it September 3rd? Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm well, 24 now. Happy yeah. birthday Happy day to you. It's the day of days. It's, it's Curtis's birthday. It's today's day of days, Curtis's birthday. <laughs> the day of the day is the day after Curtis's birthday. Yeah. Each episode we pick Curtis's, Curtis's birthday as the best day in of today. To how far it's been <laughs> since it's <all> <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of 2025. It yeah. is 365 days away from Curtis's birthday. <laughs> so, every day is a day, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Every day has holidays and observances. Uh, some of which are better than others. We 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 know this. We do. Sure. So September third uh-huh. is the day that is the day today after my birthday after you, after Curtis's birthday. It is also 
China's victory over Japan, Armed Forces Day in the Republic of China, VJ Day in the People's Republic of China. It is Broadcast Day in South Korea. It is Flag Day in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Today's the day. Right on, mate. Nice. That's a good Australian accent. Not many people can do those. put a lot of effort into it, actually. Oh, blimey, governor. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my best Australian accent. It is Qatar's Independence Day. It is Memorial Day in Tunisia. It is Merchant Navy Remembrance Day in Canada. Merchant Navy Day in the UK. But I think the best day of them all. Uh Mm -hmm. It is National Welsh Rare Bit Day in the United States. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. Yeah, yeah. it's that one. Uh, like you, we, the instinct would be to go to Flag Day for Australia, but our flag's shit, um, and it should be and fuck Australia. Yeah, and our I flag's shit and doesn't include Indigenous yeah. stuff in it. So um, let's go for. I love me a, a Welsh rabbit. Yeah, Welsh uh, rabbit. Let's do it. So <laughs> happy National Welsh Rabbit Day, and till next time. Thank you, everybody. Browse responsibly. No. This is the outro music now. (laughs) None of these are the outro. Have you ever wondered what Tina Fey has in common with Jonathan Swift? Or how Star Wars is connected to feudal Japan? Or just how pervasive Shakespeare's influence still is? I'm Rhonda. And I'm Erin. And our show Pop DNA explores the literary and historical roots of your favorite pop culture works. Like the Greek mythology and early 20th century feminism echoed in the film Wonder Woman or the classic dystopian fiction and real-life political revolutions that informed The Hunger Games. Every month, we bring you a deep-dive discussion of a selected pop culture work, featuring jokes no one will think are funny, and literary references no one asked for. Find us at thepopdna.blog or anywhere you get your podcasts. By the way, Shakespeare is bigger than Disney. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.